0: Everybody comfortable? Everyone's looking good? So comfortable. I'm looking oh, so good. Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's yeah. nice to oh, hear yeah. Sean. Well, anyways, so... already, <laughs> folks, welcome back to another episode of the Breaktime Podcast. This is a podcast where creatives talk business and life. Oh, life, baby. <laughs> and life, baby. I'm your co host, Lucas. I'm here with Victoria.
1: Victoria. guys.
2: <laughs> 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 it is. Speaking guys. Uh,
0: Hello. I'm also here. Uh, unfortunately, right now, he actually has a torn bicep, so he's at home recovering. We're here with Sam. What's up? And then also today we have a guest on that is Sean McRae. Yo, 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 yo. (laughs) So Sean is actually the newest member of the Coast Break collective. He's kind of puttering around here, kinda getting the ropes of everything, and we're gonna try to get him on board pretty soon here. But with that being said, we actually have an interesting topic that was requested by one of our listeners. Shout out to you, Sailing Magic Carpet, if you're listening. (laughs) What's that? What's the handle? (laughs) That was yeah. the handle, yeah. That's her handle. That's amazing. Uh, anyways, um, she asked us if we could kind of go over how we learned filmmaking and photography and things that we thought was helpful, things that we thought weren't helpful, things that you know we we wish we knew beforehand, and things that we I don't know, wish we didn't know. I don't know where, what else <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah, really
1: really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wish I didn't know you. Yeah,
0: I wish there's some things I wish. I, wait, what? Hold on a second there. I don't know anything. Uh, but yeah, so the thing that I thought would be awesome is if you have. Sean On the podcast, because Sean is actually now becoming a full time freelancer, full time photographer, and videographer. So, Sean, you're going to be asking us questions. Sounds good. And we're going to be asking you
1: questions too. Oh, yeah, that
0: is true. Anyways, with that being (laughs) said, let's roll the intro.
1: say that we are rolling the intro? Is that a thing that you need to
0: do? I don't know if I need to, but I did it a couple times and then I started realizing I did it every time so I'm just going to keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> it's like me saying alrighty folks. I don't know why
3: I always all say alrighty righty. folks. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like you're a different person. Yeah. Like, Alright, podcast time. <laughs>
1: Alright,
0: everyone! <laughs> okay. She's like, let's do it. Sean, you're taking my spotlight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to
1: give you the yeah. purple line. Yeah. Alright.
0: Um, yeah. Anyways, so to start off with, um, I think the best way to kind of go about this is sean do you have any questions like grueling questions that sit in your brain when you think about someone who's becoming a full-time videographer or full-time photographer is there anything you wish or anything you want to know from us yeah totally i mean lots of questions
3: probably the first big one is uh how do you how do you start getting people to pay you to to make things to do
0: right off the bat he's coming out firing How, how do you yeah Um, Well, Sam, I'm actually going to call on you for your questions and stuff. Since Sam is on Zoom, it's going to be a little bit easier if we just give him the spotlight for a little bit. So, Sam, I'm going to fire that question over to you to answer.
2: Oh, damn. Okay, I'm on the spotlight. Um, How do you get people to pay you? Uh, I think it comes down to um, being confident in your abilities as either a photographer or videographer. Uh, You know, if you have built yourself a bit of a portfolio over time and... You know, I'm sure you've done some gigs for free because that's why you're asking the question. So, um, and hopefully you've done it in the right way that you're building yourself a portfolio. So you've got that confidence. You've got to build confidence and be able to ask someone for money for your work. Is It all comes down to that. And believing that you are worth the money for your work. Um, I think that's the, the the sort of high level thing. It's just, and it's not. it's obviously easier said than done. But... Um, Yeah, just be confident in the work you're producing. It's worth money, because it's not, you know, your camera gear, whether it's cheap or expensive, you still paid money for that camera gear. You are spending time, uh, whether it's traveling to a location, back and forth, uh, you're spending time with your client, all that is worth money. And, um, you know, so think about those things and be confident and just go and ask them for money.
0: yeah I, I totally I totally agree with that Sam um, and I think a big thing too like to kind of like break it down in a in a different sense with kind of think about how to like price yourself and kind of like have that more mentality um, I think an important thing that people should figure out is how much does all your gear cost and how much would you have to charge if you did an average of 15 to 20 shoots throughout the year how much would you have to charge someone in order to pay that equipment off? Right. Because a lot of people are... Um, they have this idea that creatives like, oh, you just have a camera and you can just go do it. It's like, well, little do you know, this camera is four and a half thousand dollars. This lens is three and a half thousand dollars. My time, the time I spent editing, like there's just like lots of costs that come with it that people don't realize. It's like with someone like goes up to a welder and they're just like, hey, can you just weld this for me? Mm -hmm. Like, well, my welder costs six grand and I went to school for this. So I'm going to charge you this. And people are completely fine with that. Um, When you get to a more of like a professional commercial space or when you get to more like a business to business, a lot of people already know in their heads that they're going to have to pay if they want quality. So I think having that in your back pocket, knowing like my equipment costs this much, if I did 15, 15 videos this year, how much would I have to charge to pay that off and make that just part of what you're going to charge them? Not the whole thing. Yeah. Part, keep that in mind. If it's going to be like $500 from every shoot going to go towards your equipment to pay off this piece of equipment. If you did 15 shoots throughout the year, $500, you have to charge at least He's $500. math, guys.
1: This is not... <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: what yeah, I've done before in the past, so I'm just like reiterating words that I've already sat down and know that they're right.
1: That being said, I think it's really important to know who you talk to and who you're trying to take on as a client, right? Because with that in mind, you can't get your friends to be your clients, right? So it's yep. really important to start filtering, filtering through who you're reaching out to or who you're accepting because they're... As a freelancer, you may or may not. Most of us do run into people who just want you to do free work, totally. and you and you need to say no. May or may it. not. God damn, running that like every week. I'm here. Okay, may or may not. May is the key. Yeah. yeah so everybody does um, run into people that want you to do free work, and and if you don't, if you say yes to all of those, you won't have the capacity to say yes to an actual paid job because you'll be eaten up by everything that's happening for in the free free world right so
3: totally i think um if i could chime in i think yeah you guys all have some super good answers um between the three of you i think i think the the free work thing is an interesting topic because I think there is a lot of value in that too. When you guys, I know when you guys started like over a year ago before you started charging people, you were doing some free jobs. And I know I've done free jobs too in exchange for gear. And I think that is a really good point actually to, to not necessarily do free work anymore once you're established and you're making money. But I, I do think that's a really good tip.
0: I actually want to, wanna do, to, to real, experience, yeah, yeah. I want to reel back something that you just said is like not doing free work anymore. That's actually not very true at all. I think it ter- now it like is boiling down to the point where, if I want to initiate something, if I want to make a video about something. For myself Or because I have a passion And I want to see And I want to create this video I don't really consider that free work We call that passion projects all the time And like it's always good To have passion projects It's always good To be creating videos And if you don't have any work Lying around The only way to get better And learn more Is to just make a video Like whatever it is And mm-hmm. I really like this. I really like making Really high end Instagram reels <laughs> I Like totally. no context Just like super cool videos Yeah Because Yeah cows, <laughs> my parents farm Yeah just yep. random stuff But I think like like that's like the best way that you can learn is by finding things that you want to film, things that you're eager to film and going and filming them. So, mm-hmm. I think the idea of once you get to a certain point you never do free work again. I don't think that's really what it is. I think you find more passion projects and more things that you want to film that you don't care if you get paid as much. I mean, totally. Yeah.
1: So you find creative ways to make it work for you and so it doesn't seem like uh, a pointless free work, you know, like you yeah. you have an intention of going in and saying I'm going to do this because it's a passion project. I'm going to do this because it's going to get me more work down the line. So it's, the feeling is different. You might not get paid for it, but the feeling of it is different. For sure. And
2: if, if I may just interject quickly about, um, doing free work, I think, you know, if you're starting off as a freelancer and it might not be a full-time job yet, but I think it's important to do that said free work with intention. So not just, you know, I'm just going to shoot for free because I'm, you know, I, I, I'm not confident enough to ask for money, but um, and I've got an example about this, personal example, which I'll say in a bit, but um, it's important to go with intention as in, you know, if you're building a portfolio and you need some portfolio pieces that's niche to the sector you wanna target, then that's going doing free work with intention. So finding those, those projects and stuff that will be important to build that portfolio, that's going with intention. For me, for example, I think I was I've, I'd only been on the island for about nine months, and um, or not even. And um, I figured that how I could get money is in the wedding industry here. Um, and but I had zero experience. You know, I had zero video work. Or I think I might have done a couple of engagement shoots for photos, but not no films, no wedding films. Um, so through a friend, uh, basically, whose sister was getting married. Uh, She was okay for me to tag along to the wedding and film the whole day and I didn't ask for money because I was like, I'll just, I'll just bite the bullet and you know, it was 12 plus hours of filming up in uh, Parksville. (laughs) Uh, Zero, the gas wasn't paid, nothing was paid. I just went out up there. It was exhausting. I, at least on, on the way back, it was like 11.30 p.m. I had to stop a couple of times on the way down because I was so exhausted to take a 10 minute nap. But yeah, I just filmed all day, filmed the wedding, de- delivered like a, I think a two, three minute video. Uh, they were super happy with it. I was quite happy with it. And it allowed me to sort of, um, sort of market myself for wedding films, right? It, it, you know, I had something to show potential couples that um, yeah yeah I've done a, I've done a wedding film so you know come and hire me and and sure enough you know I got a couple more bookings out of it um, so you know bottom line is you know do the free work but it's got to be with an intention with it with a goal basically yeah.
3: Yeah, totally. I think, I think just to clarify, I'm totally for, um, doing like passion projects for, you know, for, for free, like, obviously I don't, you would never pay like yourself to do something for fun. Right. I, I think it's, I think it is a lot of value. I think, I think, um, I'm like totally stuttering on my own words right now, but, um, I guess like back to the viewer, like maybe that original question of how do you get paid? um i super agree with what sam's saying what you got what you guys are all saying is like doing things with intention at the beginning and not necessarily making money for it from it is fine because it gives you the experience and then the proof in your portfolio to then be able to show people this is what i can do and then people will pay you for it and i think that's like super super important 100% uh, and then you, obviously you're always going to do things for yourself to get better which is not you're not getting paid for that stuff that's passion projects but that free that free work like there's a few things i'm doing right now which is like just an exchange for being sent some gear not getting paid um not getting paid for it but getting sent free gear and then shooting product shoots and doing some work and then i'm able to add that into my portfolio uh, and then show other people clients you know look i've done this work for these guys and then if they like it they pay for they pay for it in the future and then you you develop that and i think that's that's so valuable so that's a good way good way to move forward 100 percent, yeah But
0: um, cool. are we moving on to another question? Yeah. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, let's go. So um, let's gear something a little bit more towards uh, learning. How to become like a better video author and photographer. Because that was kind of like what she was asking about. Yeah. So do you have any questions with, kind of relating to that scope of learning? Question
2: mark? Wow. Question mark?
0: Big question mark? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I can. I can think of a
3: few things, like just off the top of my head. So, in the scope of learning, um, in terms of skills, whether it's video or photo, uh, we all know that the internet's a huge resource, like using YouTube and watching tutorials. But maybe aside from that, what are some methods that you guys use? Uh, in order to just get better with your equipment to maybe enhance a style or just what are some methods that you guys are doing actively to, to learn and to educate yourselves?
0: Yeah, so the biggest thing that I do is I try to make a video every single week. I try to just make one. Right on. If it's like one of those reels, if it's, I don't know, like a paid job, then I count that. And if I don't have anything that week, then I'll like go out on the weekend and I'll film something with a bunch of friends. But I think actively trying to always create something and not always the same thing. Like sure that you won't, you want to niche yourself. You want to find what you're passionate about, but you never know if you like something unless you, you try it and like trying new transitions and you see like a a video that I don't like Daniel Schiffer did or something like, Oh, like that's super cool. And he'll show you how he does it every time. So just like trying out those like things that you find and we actually talked about this on the other podcast um, about uh, the book uh, "Stealing Like an Artist." Right? Is that what it's called? Yeah, or Steal is, Like yeah. an Artist. Steal Like an Artist. Yeah. yeah so I think book. I think that's actually a really really good. Like,
3: who writes that? By the way, do you guys? I don't.
0: I, don't I feel know, like we should know. say the artist. Sure, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just I'll just I don't know. Throw it up in the video or something. Whoever yeah, wrote it. Um. Sure. But basically, um, they they talk about how you aren't, um you're not the first one to do something, right? (laughs) And Sam said it before too, you're not reinventing the wheel. So yeah. why not try to embrace and try to recreate a video that somebody else made? Obviously not throw it out there being like, this is my video. Look how cool this is. Yeah. But, you know, but just like, cause then you, you will find yourself, like maybe you like something that they do in that video or a technique they use, but you really hate another one. So you're probably mm. going to use that technique again. You're going to learn different ways to do things. Um, yeah. but I think on top of that, on an educational level, um, there's this course called full time filmmaker by, um, uh, Parker Walbeck. Uh, And that, like, I did that for a little bit. I thought that was helpful. Yeah. Did I complete it? No, because there's a lot of things that I already knew myself and learned myself. But um, I think that's a resource for anybody who's just starting out that you could tap into. It's about $1,500. But I mean, you're investing in yourself and your business by doing it. Mm -hmm. And it's also a write off. So that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right
1: yeah, and what about you
0: guys
3: on, yeah, on, and that, on
1: that note i think that's really important and one thing that we constantly talk about is you know making videos but also getting feedback it's it's again we can go back to the intentions but make a video and then and then let go of the outcome in a way that you can go out and ask for feedback mm-hmm. and just welcome any feedback that comes
0: yeah, try to find people that will give you real feedback. Real that, feedback that's, that's, that's hard. That's hard, that's
3: hard a tough to one. find. That's a tough Especially one.
1: Especially because we are surrounded by people who are less creative, or or they, you know, they're not in the videography or photography industry. So every single video what we make, they're like. Oh my God. It's so cool.
0: It's so cool. The video is sick. Yeah. But what sucks about it? (laughs) Come on. Something
3: sucks. We need, what's his name? Simon, Simon Cowell or what's the, you know, you've got talent. Yeah. From America's Got Talent. The the judge guy, Simon, who's like super harsh. We need him in here to just be like, your video is terrible. This
1: just sucks. It's awful.
3: You should do better.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You
3: should do better. What what about about Sam? Yeah. What about
0: you, Sam?
2: Yeah. um, I think, I think I mentioned this in in last week's podcast. But um, I think what's super important, it kind of relates to what you said, Lucas, about um, going every week, for example, doing a video for you, for example, is to just, yeah, go out and shoot, whether it's video or photo, and that will enable you to get to know your gear. I think that's super important when you're starting off, is knowing your gear, your camera, your lenses inside out, especially your camera settings, right? Um, if you're out on a shoot, especially if it's a paid shoot and you you have a doubt about a setting or something Then you might miss a moment. You might miss the, the, the money shot You know, so knowing your gear and what it does and all the settings is super important and how you do that is by Going I'd even say, you know when you're starting off do it do something every day Whether it's video photo like shoot it doesn't have to be an hour long if you're shooting video just shoot something short if it's photos literally should go out of your home or in your home for like 10 minutes a day it's literally nothing uh just shoot just practice 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 try different settings see what they do um know what they do Uh, i think that's super important when you're starting off is knowing your gear inside out
3: yeah it's a really good one i am just gonna throw it in there anyway because i'm sitting here with you guys i i really like shooting with friends or shooting with other people uh like people who have cameras and know how to use them um i think that's really good good tip as well there's like a while where i was always shooting kind of the same style of photos and then i went out to shoot with uh my roommate um just a little plug tj watt ancient forest. <laughs> ancient, ancient forest alliance say fairy creek yeah. but anyway he's a great yeah. photographer and i sometimes we go out and shoot together just he's just an example but then like we'll have our cameras and and he'll blow my mind i'll be like oh that's how you do that photo and, and it's like a great way to learn right and yeah just,
0: yeah, I think I think that was an, tips, another thing that I was going to bring up is making sure you surround yourself with like minded individuals, but also people that don't do what exactly what you do. You know, you know if that mm-hmm. makes sense, like they're totally. um, it's really hard to surround yourself with people, especially when you feel like you're in a rut that are creative in the exact same way as you are. Because then you are only going to be doing the exact same creative thing all the time. So it's really good to kind of expand your horizon in a sense. Um, with like like Nikki Nonis, for example, is I re- I really like shooting with Nikki. First off, it's just super fun. We're just super creative, and he specifically does cars, and yeah. he you know is unreal at just doing car stuff. Cool. So I go along, and I'm not. Used to doing car stuff. I've never been a car guy. Mm. I've always had just like crappy trucks.
1: You're a truck guy.
0: I'm a truck guy. Yeah, I like. It. <laughs> Do you know what? I drive a silver VW Golf right now, and I hate it. Anyways, um, but so shout out to you. Yeah, no, <laughs> it doesn't deserve it. Um, but yeah, that like that's that's another tip, basically. That I was gonna. I'm totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um
1: you're a truck guy that's that's very lost, you. That's where we yeah, lost you. you made me yeah. think about
0: trucks
3: i'm gonna add something to what Lucas is saying i don't know if this is where you're going but just a really good point that you like you're half bringing up and reminding me of is i see a lot of people um i don't know if you guys can relate to this like chime in at any time i see a lot of people shoot photos and when they get into photography this is probably great for the viewers' question. Um, magic carpet person or, or whatever you know sailing magic carpet yeah yeah so sailing
1: magic carpet oh i love it
3: so when you getting me ph- be wrong Watch, when actually, you're yeah. when you're getting into photography and you like really want to get better i see because of instagram social media it's so easy to see people all over the world like you know like in every country what their profiles are what they're doing and so many people don't know what to shoot but they love photography so you'll see the same like random abstract photos of like you know chairs in the park or like a swing or now there's a building and there's just like random stuff and that's great because you're like Sam saying you're getting outside you're shooting and that's awesome but I think A great way to take it to the next level and to really improve on your photography and videography, correct me if I'm wrong, is to find something, obviously, that you really, really like, that you love. Like, for me, maybe it's, like, I really like to climb and surf, so I just, like, I'm obsessed with, I go shoot that stuff whenever my friends are going. Sam loves outdoor stuff, too. Lucas, all all of us, like, outdoor things, you know, and... And if it's something that you really, really like and it can be the subject of your photos, I find that really improves, it develops a style, improves your your compositions. Because if you don't have something you're passionate about, you end up taking endless photos of like abstract, random things, which is fine. It's practice, but helps to have that.
0: Yeah. I think going, that going, to, going, going a step further with that is like finding those things that you are that you love. First off, the photo is going to be way better because you know it inside and out. So you yeah, know so what it. to look for. You know the composition to get. You know what's going to be cool, what's going to be unique. But taking a step further, something that I did when I first learned photography, um, not even video at all at this time, um, I would go out and shoot and I would just give myself an absolute hard restriction. And for example, only taking photos of things that are above you. Can't take any photos of anything eye level or down below you, or taking your tripod along, putting your camera just at the height of your knee and only taking photos from that angle. Mm. Oh, yeah. Going out, taking photos of things that are only red, things that are only yellow. Mm. So,
2: or just, or for example, like just picking a spot and staying in that one spot without moving for like five, 10 minutes and see what you can capture with one lens. That's another yeah, good totally. one.
3: That's a good, that's a good one too. Like sometimes you'll be at a spot and think I, that's a good one too. I like like the combo though, it's like using angles and sticking to a spot and you'll think like, oh, there's no photo here. And then I do that too, Sam, actually, where I'm like, no, no, no. Like I can't leave unless I get a photo. And by a photo, I mean like something I'm proud of, you know? Yeah. And then you end up like Lucas saying shooting high, shooting low, like finding, and then eventually you find something you're like,
0: oh, that's how I would have yeah. done this
3: spot now. And then you move away.
0: Yeah. So Sam, you uh, had a photography course. You you taught a bunch of people photography. What is something that you thought was probably the, where you saw like the most growth in the people? Like, what what's, what's the challenge that you gave them that you thought was the most helpful?
2: Yeah, honestly. So it was a five week course that we uh, have a zoom call every once a week. And then I would, at the end of the call, I would give them an assignment and i think that's actually the most valuable thing i could give them every week is an assignment to come back to because it would force them to go out and actually shoot and it comes back to my first point is to practice 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 all the time even if it's 10 minutes a day um you know and you gotta be you gotta go out and shoot with intention that's another one i i I was telling them um but yeah it's just the honestly it, it sounds really simple but it if you shoot Every day for a little bit, and just get familiar with with your environment and your camera and your gear. Um, I think that's that's what's going to get you growing the most and the fastest at the start of you know whether you're doing video or photo. Um, so that was sort of my emphasis in, in this beginner's course I did at the start of the year.
3: I wonder if we should we should also throw in a good one that Sam you mentioned we were talking about the other day is shooting um at the start in it like sunrise and sunset too like it's so easy when you're not used to the photographers t- like schedule you're just like yeah I'll just like shoot during the day cuz it's convenient or whatever but really if you want your photos to look good and get better you should be shooting like
2: at sunrise and sunset yeah like yeah. after
3: dinner or whatever you know
2: I I think I think we uh, that's sort of probably the next step in in sort of your learning is uh, I just said it earlier is knowing your environment. So once you, you get a bit more familiar with the camera and your settings and all that, you know, then go and, you know, shoot it in the morning or shoot like a, That's another thing I th- we think we covered in, in the courses. You know, uh, I think one of the assignments I give them is um, take some photos during blue hour, take some photos during golden hour, uh, you know, and see what the differences right in the hue in the in the tones in the photos um so yeah definitely once once you sort of got a bit of more of a grip of your camera um yes check your environment go and shoot in the forest go and shoot the beach um and then you know that's also how you'll discover a style for yourself and see what you're passionate about shooting um but yeah i think that's super important
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, righty well, well we're uh we're kind of coming up on our time here a little bit so i'm gonna slowly start wrapping as this up
1: as always
0: yeah so i say that Two now but later. yeah, it's, yeah no, it's gonna be so long before it's wrapped up <laughs> um but yeah so basically kind of like to recap like this episode was like i don't know hopefully insightful. Um, what do you think, Sean? Did you think you learned something or do you totally. have more questions?
3: Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think it's really, it's, it's really awesome to have the ability to learn from people like yourselves that are going through the process and trying to figure out um, how to keep growing and get bigger and bigger projects and bigger clients. And then it's nice to be able to shed light because, you know, down the road, sometimes you forget how you did things. So being able to learn from you, while you're going through these steps is super valuable. So I think yeah, it's great.
0: We're not walking through, we're absolutely stumbling. Holy <laughs>
2: there.
1: <laughs> you are. <I'm> not, okay. <laughs>
2: um, I just um, wanted to like um, bring full circle with a couple of points I said is, I started off the, the podcast talking about confidence. And uh, I also spoke a lot about knowing your gear and those two are so linked. I remember when I still was not as confident in my gear and I would have a shoot I was just didn't feel confident i was like i feel like i was fumbling and stumbling that's why it's so important to like know your gear you'll be way more confident on shoots which in that case it'll lead to that first question sean asked about how do you ask money for your clients well you'll feel more confident you'll know your gear you can ask money from your clients
0: Totally. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, sweet. All right, Sam, <laughs> we did, we did dig that in there. Um, I think uh, we're going to wrap this up, um, but to introduce also another little thing that I wanted to start doing on the podcast, which <laughs> is actually a perfect episode to announce this is I actually want to start what I'm going to call the break time challenge. So, every week we're actually going to announce a challenge that we're going to give you, either photo or video. And if you use the hashtag break time so we can see it, we're going to choose our favorite one from the whole thing and we're actually going to share it to our pages. Uh, and this week I actually want everybody to take photos from your knee height. So take your phone, take your camera, take whatever you can snap photos of, try to get the perfect composition only from the height of your knee. Ooh. Oh, oh, I know. That's the, oh, I started with the For me reader. that's really
1: low, dude. That's <laughs>
0: Yeah. That's like at my foot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, this has been the breaktime podcast for Creative Stock Business and Life. I am your co-host Lucas. I'm here with Vicky. Hey guys. And Sean. Hey. And Sam.
2: And Sam. Hey guys. Hey guys. Oh. <laughs> Alright.
0: Anyways, we will see you guys next week. Bye.